I'm really sick of this. Isn't the worst cold I've ever had, but it's the uh, most stubborn one. And uh, it's taught me some lessons because when you're sick, you don't go out. You're not supposed to. And even even though I got the type A work ethic, you know, I gotta go go do something. And the true philosophy, the true philosophy about being sick as well, you can feel ill and get stuff done, or you could feel ill and sit and do nothing. You could feel like crap either way, so you might as well go do something. So I'm all for the, like, hey, you might as well make hay while the sun shines, da, 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 da. but I know enough when I'm ill, especially this ill, not to go out. You don't go out, not only because you don't want to get other people sick, but you're just going to delay it. You're going to relapse. You're going to get really tired. And I, I had no energy. This was a no joke cold. No joke. Hey, Alex Patino, truck driving Latino agent in the field there. <clears throat> yeah, that's how excited I am. Well, I'm excited to do the videos. Just don't have the energy. And I'm coming up on two weeks. It's been 12 days. Cappy Dynamite got the flu. 12 days of just staying at home which is why i did all the video reviews because i i had not i've watched more television more movies in the past two weeks than i have in years literally years <clears throat> that's why i do the reviews and uh being stuck in it i i learned something very depressing about human beings all we do is we go out we go outside and then we go inside that's it that's it <clears throat> My buddy, uh, Tony, he had the dark observations. I wrote about him in uh, Curse of the High IQ. Smartest guy I know, 187 IQ, which I don't even know what test you're taking on that one. But um, he's super high IQ. <clears throat> and he says, because he talks like this, all you do is eat shit and sleep and repeat it, and then you die. And he's kind of right. <laughs> He was right. That's all humans ever do. I don't care if you're president of the United States. All you do is eat shit and sleep and die. That's it. Kind of on the same same wavelength. All I realized is all humans do is they want to go out and then they want to go in. That's it. You're inside. Where do you want to go? You want to go outside. You're outside. Where do you want? I want to go back in. Oh, you might spend some time outside and you might spend some time inside. But inevitably, all I could think about is like, man, I want to go outside. <laughs> and um, thankfully, dog of no real value. Dog of no real value. She she got injured. She had a, a, a busted leg. So me and her sat as pitiful, sad creatures. It, it was good to see her again. I love her so much. She was just so, even in her... her uh, half energized state oh she was in bad shape they had her on some kind of drugs and she was throwing up and she could barely wag her i thought she'd come in jumping up and down to see me that poor girl was so sick and you could see her like her head would move a little bit like and her tail was kind of slowly going like wow you are in pain sweetheart and so um over time she got better um took her off the meds because they were causing more harm than good. Um, and her leg injury started to heal a little bit, but she, 
she started to get her appetite back. She wasn't ill anymore off the medicine. And all, all I did, all I could muster up to do uh, would be like, hey, you want to go for a walk? And she'd, you know, did it, her whole body's wagging, but she couldn't because she was slightly injured. So we, we took a very tepid, very easy walk. And all I could think of, all really, the the cripple old man walk once around the block. That's it. Just so she's got to go poo, get some exercise, or get the sun. And I get off that couch. And man, halfway around, you know, you're at the you're at the uh, not the equinox, what they call it, the uh, apogee. You're the furthest away from the house that you're gonna be, and you're like, oh, you know where I want to be? I want to be inside. Five minutes ago, I wanted to be outside. Now I'm outside. Oh, man, I just want to be inside. <laughs> I'd muster up the strength to go drive down to the gelato store. That's when I'm sick. When I'm no joke sick, I don't. The diet goes out. Everything goes on. And I was sick enough. I didn't even have no guilt not getting outside or doing the gym. There's a little bit, but that was unconscious and uncontrollable. It was like, yeah, yeah, I know, Clary. You talk to yourself. Yeah, yeah, I know, Clary. Sadly, if you sat there with me and Dog of No Real Value in the Southern Command, that's all it was because the owner of the dog was gone. It's me talking to myself and talking to the dog. That's it. Who else are you going to talk to? <laughs> Come on. And I'm as hard on myself as you. Come on, you dipshit. You moron. You idiot. <laughs> Even I'm not that nice to myself. I got No one's nice to me, including myself. So I'd, um, you gotta get food. I know that. Like, oh, I gotta go out. Okay. I want to go out. So I go to the gelato store. And that, that kind of put me in a better mood. I, who doesn't like gelato? So I'd get it. I get the gelato. I'd eat it looking all sad and pathetic. And then I'd be tired. I'm like, yep, time to go back in. <laughs> I've done that for, for almost two weeks. And I realized just how you think I'm joking. I'm not. It it really is to go out when you want in and in when you're when you're out. To not be static, to not be in the same place or conditioned to be in the same place. Like you're you're condemned, condemned to be in the same place. Because that's imprisonment, that's slavery. It may not slavery, but it's imprisonment. I think the human body, the human mind needs to go out when it's in and in when it's out so that it knows that it can. And I kind of got this real dark glimpse into um, nursing home world. Now, I'm, I'm not a cripple by any stretch of the imagination. I was not bedridden. I was just sick. <laughs> and maybe I'd go, you know, I'd go get some, some food. Come back. Pink box donuts. That's if you ever go to Vegas, you gotta get pink box donuts. That cures that cures a cold. Then gelato. That's what my doc told me anyway. Screw you guys. But I, I was starting to think like, wow, imagine if you couldn't even go out. Like you're stuck in the whole time. Not because they prevent you from going out. But you just can't go out. You're physically incapable of going out. Mentally or physically, you can't drive the car. And even having that subdued, like, I still went for walks. I still got out and got some food, maybe drove around a little bit. I even took Dog of No Real Valley to the dog park. And we, we, we 
played pitiful ball. Very pitiful ball. The world's worst game of fetch you ever saw. I just kind of roll the ball because she um she busted up her leg and you don't want to re-injure it. So I, I didn't roll it that far. I just kind of rolled it maybe 10, 15 yards. She chased after it and come back. And I didn't throw it up in the air. She could catch the ball in the air, but I don't want her jumping on her leg. So it was it was this most sad and pitiful game of fetch you ever saw in your life. Two sad, pathetic middle-aged creatures, because dog got no real value as a middle-aged woman. <laughs> and um we we go out and look pathetic together. Uh, but we we could do that. We could go out. I'm thinking like, wow, what would happen if like during the remember the quarantine? I didn't follow that. I didn't follow that one day, in case you were wondering, uh those who know better, I didn't follow your recommendations. One nope. I didn't have to go out at all. I went out every freaking day and every freaking night because <clears throat> I'm not staying in. Because I'm not a slave, unlike everyone else. Well, okay, stay in like the people said so. So people never left their house for six months. Like, what the hell's wrong with you people? I, I would go out. And then, I, but like I was saying before, though, you think about the people at the nursing home, I'm like, oh man, this is, this is a close enough flyby for me to know. I never want that. Never want that. But then I also asked like, okay, so why am I down? I could still go out, right? Why am I down that I can't go out enough? I can't go to the gym. And it realized to me how important it is to go out like to, for the human psyche, not just to go out for the sake of going, but like to be actually able to go out full guns blazing. Like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. <clears throat> I'm going to go bowling. I'm going to go hiking. Because I was like, man, even if if I had to live in this semi-state, let's say, okay, Cappy's sick. Me being sick is equal to your average American fat ass, right? Maybe goes for a walk once a day, gets out and goes get some junk. I'm, I'm being deadly serious. Like, me sick is your average fat ass American, right? No, not worth it. Pulling in the head. No way. could No. It's, it's starting to get to me psychologically right now. Like, I got to get out. I got to go do something. Physical, I gotta get some physical exercise. <clears throat> so that that that's a no go. Can't that's not acceptable. So I need to not only go out, but go out and do a lot of things, because that gives you life. But think about that. All that is, all it is, is going out. That's it. And then when you're out, you know you're out. You're doing whatever. You're at the poker game. You're going out for cocktails. You're going dancing. What do you want? Ah, it's getting time. I want to go home. And it just repeats the cycle. Just the, and I think that's it. I think a lot of cycles. You look at look at um, you know night and day, the seasons. Uh, you, you know, b- b- blooming. You see it all over in nature. I think that's it. I think that that's it. That is the point and purpose in life. Is the cycle to repeat the cycle. Man, I can't wait to get a good night's rest. <sighs> Oh, I got a great night. Oh, now let's get out. Oh, now time to go back. Like that's, and then, and then I don't know if that's happy or sad. Like that's all we ever did. Or oh, what did you do? Well, they went in. Yeah. And then they went out. Yeah. And then they came back in because they were tired of being out. Yeah. But guess what? What? Well, then they got tired of being in. No way. You know what they did? No. What did they do? They went out. That's it. Oh, sometimes you go out and hit a couple countries along the way, sure. Or maybe you go to war. You always come back home. 
and maybe just sitting on my ass for 12, uh, 12, 12 hours. I wish 12 hours, 12 days. Oh, I'm just like that. And it, oh my God, guys, did it blow by? Holy cow. From the day I got sick, from that no good shaggy redhead, from that dirty, no good tornado chasing kid, he's the one who got me sick. Hey, Clary, I'm kind of sick. I'm sorry, ma'am. You know, just don't, you know, lick the pillows or nothing. All right, well, I was close. I was, I should have went in with so much Lysol. I should have done that. But that was 12 days ago. And you just, you, it's, it's when in the movies, you know, to indicate a ton of time has flown by. They put the sun rising and the sun setting like on super fast speed and it just zips through the sky. Dark light, dark light, dark light, dark light. Night day, night day, night day, night day. And then, you know, the, 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 the shadows move indicating the seasons are like the sun's going further up to the north. That's what it was like. It was just this blur. It was like yesterday I wasn't like lying around falling asleep at two in the afternoon. And all of a sudden, bam, 12 days later, I'm like, what happened? Doesn't help the sun goes down at 4.30 in the afternoon anymore, but all of a sudden it's time to go to bed. I'm like, if anything, it taught me to do more. As if I wasn't doing enough already. As if I wasn't, you know, going 110% with the after. It's just like, oh man, it can't be, life cannot just be, oh, I woke up. I left work for work. I had some food. I took a crap. Maybe if you're really good with your hygiene, you brush your teeth because you got toothbrush and toothpaste at the office. And then I went home and then I ate. I took another crap. And then I went to bed like, no, because, <laughs> man, half a month is gone. Half a month is gone. And I had all this stuff I wanted to do. And I couldn't because I was sick. And I'm like, oh, I didn't get anywhere near the hikes I wanted. I did get some hiking in. That was good. I was really looking forward to getting to And that's another thing I found out. There, Unless your job is working out, I, I'm, I'm calling it. There is no way for a normal working guy through a normal life. Well, maybe there's the problem. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe I do bite off more than I can chew. But after the house kind of got done and everything was going back to normal, I could start doing podcasts again. I could go to the gym regularly. I was. I was going to the gym regularly. It's almost like life has got it out for you. Like, nope, you can't do that. Because now we're going to do this to you and that to you. And you got to do this big project. Now you got that. You're going to make time for the gym. Shut up. I know. I know. But not when I'm sick. And I was there, guys. I was there. I was back to an equilibrium. I was back to that precious cycle, that beautiful balance I had where I'd yell at you morons on the internet and make fun of Atham's small Mexican penis in the morning. And then in the evening, I go or afternoon, I go run my errands and do my things and hit the gym. Then I go play poker with the guys, then come back and watch maybe a good, a good show, some Magnum P.I. Girlfriend would be dressed in lingerie have a little fun on the kitchen island. And then it'd be like, hey, it's sleepy time. All right, go play. I did start getting into Assassin's Creed. I had the balance, guys. I had it. Let me get down to the Southern Command. 
understandably had to do yard work, had to fire up the vehicle. That that's that's at least two days. I knew that was gonna I knew that was gonna happen. And then I was like, oh now I'm back in my I'm getting down in my southern command routine. Bah, sickness. And then just the days zip by <laughs> it was three thousand years ago I was last healthy. When the red-headed ginger tornado chasing kid gave me the plague of death. And it's just it was just interesting to take the gas the foot off the gas pedal just a little bit, you know? Not cripple. I'm not old like Doc who's retired, who's in the chat room. And just see, oh my god, that's all life is. Is I get out of the house, then I go back into the house. Then I get out of the house, and I go back into the house. When you got a hot girlfriend, you, well, how does it work? A, a old buddy of mine, I don't know where he went. This guy was the ultimate player. Put Roosh to this guy. This guy was the ultimate player. Put me to shame. When you're in, you want out. When you're out, you want in. Oh, and the dog is guilty of that too. Oh my God. Dog of no real value. I want to make sure she's she's all sad and pathetic and everything. <clears throat> And she's like, hmm, and they can't speak English, you know. Hmm, like, what? What do you want? Do you, and then the uh, natural thing, do you got to go potty? You got to go out? And then she'll put her snout by the door. I'm like, okay, she wants to go out. And I open up the door. And a typical woman turns around, looks at me like, well, you coming out? I'm like, no, I thought you wanted to go out. And then she comes back in. Well, you didn't want to go out. And you know what it was? She's just a whore. For the attention. That's all she is. A black hole of attention. That's And that's inevitably all she wants. She just wants you to give her a hug and scratch your ears and scratch her back and give her hugs. That's it. That's all she wants. It's merely a formality for you to open up the sliding door to let the dog out for it just to turn around, not go to the bathroom. <clears throat> that's what he said when it came to women. When you're in, you want out. When you want what you want in. When, when you're dating, you don't have a girl. You want yourself a steady girl. When you got yourself a steady girl, you want to have a you want to want to have the steady girl. You want to have a bunch of other gals that aren't steady. And maybe that's that's what keeps that dissatisfaction with the status quo, with the current state. That's what prompts people to action. I wouldn't necessarily say greatness, but life like you got, let's say you got perfectly satiated and satisfied. You conk out, right? No, I'm good. No, I got my harem. I got my, my gelato. I got dog of no real value to give hugs to. And schnooker attention on me. Oh, she's a, she's, she's, she's clever. She'll get attention out of you, whether you know it or not. Like, no, I got everything. Well, what would you do? Well, you, then you lie down and do nothing. I think that that discomfort, like, what did they always say? Settle down. Now, what was it? Just be at peace. What did, those, what did those asshole adults tell me? Those people were so wrong about everything in the world. What was it? Sit and chill. Like, the people... Who like will just be happy and content and sit and do nothing. They're so wrong. 
They're so wrong. It's like, no, no, we got to go out. Even if it's just for the sake of a, my old man had a great quote, but it wasn't, <clears throat> it wasn't his. He got it from another brother, a runner. And, um, he got it from an old man back when he was a younger man, my age. And the guy, why do you run? And the guy says, so I can do it tomorrow. That that's what keeps my old man still run man. 74, 75, 76, somewhere around there. He's old. And he still runs. Why do you do it? So I can do it tomorrow. That's the same thing. Why do you get up? So I could get up tomorrow. Why do you do this? So I do it tomorrow. Why do you go to the gym? So I can lift this weight tomorrow. And I know maybe there's that Sisyphus. Is that the guy pushing the rock up the hill? <clears throat> and then you say, well, the rock is his point and purpose of existence. Like, oh, because otherwise there'd be nothing. You wouldn't even have a rock. To, there would be no hill to push up a non-existent rock. I'm not saying that's the only thing, but there, there's something to be said about the cycles and the yin and the yang and wanting the opposite of what you got. Not, not, not because you covet it. I mean, you can always go out. It's there. But you go there like, okay, I'm here now. Even maybe, maybe you guys have this happen to you too. Especially the retired guys. Doc, I'd be curious to hear your opinion on this because Doc is retired. I just go out to have my routine, to have something to do. I can't just sit there. And the the action of going to, it's the same coffee store. There's nothing new or novel going to happen. But in going to the coffee store, there's a part of my brain that's stimulated, like, okay, we're at least doing something. We're moving forward. I go to the, uh, not the gas station, the post office. I get the the mail. You know, Rapid City is a good 30 minutes away. I'm not going to waste an hour round trip. You know, if I go to town, I'm going to get my errands in. But it's become this kind of, yeah, even even frustrating as it was practically building my own damn house. <clears throat> at least there was something like, okay, I got something, you know, blah, blah, blah. especially in the thick of it. I never really, I didn't have the, the, the days didn't go. They, they just went at a glacial pace, especially hauling the gravel, the backfill, the retaining walls. Oh, God, did that take forever? But when you went out, for whatever it may have been, <clears throat> I've even driven around just to smoke a cigar and listen to the, it, it's it's hard. It's really hard. But I took the fun car out, got a convertible, took the fun car out, cigar, and I just drove um, through the, the back Black Hills, which is why I went there. I remember one time saying, listen, you, you dumb SOB, you came out here so you could enjoy the Black Hills. And there is no production associated with taking a truly a Sunday morning driver, Sunday, Sunday driver. Why don't you do that? Why don't you go and enjoy it for that sake? There's no goal. There's no destination. <clears throat> that is the destination. That is the goal. So I got a cigar, put the top down, got an MP3 player, loaded up with a ton of jazz, hit play, plugged it in. And off I went. And even then, it, it was the action of going out that I think gave more purpose than the, oh, I am driving. I'm going for an enjoyable Sunday. And I forced myself. I had to say, like, no, there's nowhere to go. There's no errands to run. This is it. There's no opportunity cost either. You did all your chores. It's it's to go. And there's something, I want to show up in how I wrote about this. Because he'd always go for walks. He always went for a daily walk. 
one of the other philosophers better than me in the chat room that have an idea what I'm talking about. But it, <clears throat> there's some more there. Mark my words, especially for you young people. There is something there about not being satisfied where you're at. I'm not saying you're you're miserable about it, but um, you're not. You get uncomfortable being in all the time. Then you get tired of being out all the time, and you always go back to the opposite. I'm wondering if that cycle isn't what keeps you alive somehow. And and and, and it doesn't give you purpose and reason in living. I mean, it gives you short term purpose, but there's something else more there. All right, <clears throat> let's go to the super chats if we got any. We got a lot of articles to cover. Nonstop trade for two bucks. Cappy is sick and angry manlet disease. Hey, I got I got the article. Uh, I'm not the only one. Hey, oh, that's ugly caveman. I thought that was Atham. Joy Davis, one of the few girls we have. And Donna's in the house. Oh, look at all the girls here. Two shots of whiskey every night. I don't blame you. They, see, drinking did, did solve a lot of those problems. It did. What are you going to do? Drink. And I don't think about this stuff. The brain goes off. I go to my happy place. Never mind that my, my kidneys hurt the next day, but... Nonstop Dre two books. Why did you hurt? I mean, discipline the dog because that dog, not the dog of no real value, her stupid re- relative dog, uh, was misbehaving. He was barking and making too much noise, and surprised, raised by a young little girl who didn't spend any time disciplining the dog. It's amazing what dogs would do when you discipline them. They even like you more. They follow you around more, and then you could just give them the look, and then they ooh. And then they get sheepish. Their 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 head haunches down. Like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Dogs know. Dogs are way smarter than humans. Way smarter than humans. Be strong. Two bucks. Most doctors and hospitals are very incompetent. Dong is fun. Five bucks. Cappy, have you heard of the channel called Legal Mindset on YouTube? I have. Weren't they recently interviewed with someone? <clears throat> um, is this? Is this Nick Rikita's outfit or no? That's Rikita Law. It's a different one. He watches your channel. He says he'd like you to be on the channel one day. Hang on, let me look at Legal Mindset. Was that Nick's outfit? I've talked to Nick. Legal Mindset. Welcome to Legal Mindset. Is his is his name um is this Andrew? Okay, no, this is this is a different lawyer. Well, I'm glad he listens, man. Look at how many subscribers he's got. He's like 87,000 subscribers. No, I'd love to go on his show. I should follow him on Legal Legal Mindset on YouTube, and then you can follow him on Twitter, Legal Mindset. One word. It gets back to Dong, you know, it gets back to there's only so much time in the day. And uh, I mean, keep in mind, guys, I'm I'm aiming at 50. You know, Doc, Doc's a little older than me. He retired. I'm I'm never going to retire. I know that I'll always be here. Um, but I I do. I wish I hit this younger, man. I wish I hit it in my 20s, in my early 30s. Then I would have been around for a little, little bit while longer. Not going anywhere, but I I I really do want to just go have fun and relax. You know, go play fetch with dog of no real value. Um, kind of watch the really crappy anime known as Berserk. 
Yeah, well, so we'll one of these days when our when our um, schedules align. I mean, it it really is. A lot of times, it's like, hey, what are you doing tonight? I'll call up Pop. I'm like, hey, are you around? You're like, yeah, I'm around. You want to do? Oh yeah, let's do. It. And then it's, there's no promotion or anything like that. Um, like to be on? Yeah, I I wouldn't mind having uh, Andrew on. The Doc. Everyone subscribe to Safety Doc. SafetyPhD.com. Oh, thanks for all the get wells. Everyone is, is, uh, Dale. Yeah. You see, but here's the thing. This is, you can't, I did give myself a break. I've been sleeping about 10 hours a night on average. I go out only to get food and then come back. And then I've been playing mafia. Great video game, by the way, except now I'm at the point where I got to shoot out two plane engines. And they give you 12 seconds to do it. It sucks. It's like this impossible board to get past. Um, I am giving myself a break, but this is this is a break. I, I got to do something. If you'll notice, I have done some consulting videos in the past. I hosted Rule Zero this past Saturday. It gets back to that thing. Look, you can you can feel crappy and do nothing, or you can feel crappy and do something. And as long as you're not overexerting yourself, you're not going to extend your sickness. Let's be honest, doing this is not physically taxing work, okay? <laughs> if anything, it taxes my voice a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm taking it easy. I'm definitely taking it easy. Uh, nonstop Dre, two bucks. Cappy's routine, coffee, fap, nap, crap, and train doge. No, it is it is coffee. There is the coffee. You guys want to hear my routine? Let me tell you my routine. <clears throat> and this is like new routine because I'm finally, after decades of wandering in the desert, this is like Moses, except he didn't be able to get into the land of Canaan because he screwed up. I don't know what he did. I didn't pay attention to Exodus that much. <clears throat> but I'm finally, you know, okay, Vegas in the south, South Dakota in, in, in the north. Alternate the seasons. Uh. And both places, it's get good coffee. I had a video, a couple of videos back where this guy's like, how do I spend my money? I'm afraid I'm, I'm too much of a penny pincher. I'm like, well, afford yourself some affordable, nice things. Good coffee is one of them. And so I go into town in this place called Dark Canyon Coffee. Yeah, them look it up. Best coffee I've ever had. Best coffee of all places in Rapid City. Now, we ain't got no Trader Joe's, which I'm okay with, but we don't have a Kowalski's, and we don't have a Lund's Byerly's. We do not have luxury groceries here. I'm very upset about that, but that's these are the ropes. <clears throat> but uh, a blessing coming out of nowhere was really good coffee. Dark The mail. I'll, I'll pr look them up. Dark Canyon Coffee. I think they might even mail. My favorite is the Highlander Grog version. I'm not promoting. They don't pay me. It's just really good coffee. Give it a shot. See if you like it. So I always have the coffee, and then the GF and I, we both work remotely, so she'll go check her email and make sure everything's good, and then she'll come back to bed. Usually by that time, I'm up, and we have our coffee. We stay in bed till 8.39, nowhere to be, force myself to anger management, force yourself, force some you time, look out the window, look at the trees, relax. If it's cool or warm enough, I'll crack open the window and I can hear the wind chime I put in. Oh, I'm very zen, very Buddhist now. I got wind chimes. 
<laughs> I'm not. Although, great book, The Way of Monkey Book by Turt Flinging Monkey, if you want to learn to relax. There's no FAP. That's what the GF is for. There's no nap. I hate naps. I take a crap right off the bat. Once I, once I smell the coffee, I got to take a dump. And usually I take two, sometimes three dumps before noon. That's all the coffee coming out. I don't eat until one, uh, but I'll do all my work videos, whatever else, get all that done out of the way. <clears throat> uh, if there's some errands to run or something the house needs, which it doesn't because I am proof that there's a limited, a finite amount of projects that is needed to be done in a house. So usually it's off running. I'll grab whatever, soda water, um, hit the gym, come back for dinner. Then I'll go back to town and play poker or maybe go to Deadwood or something like that. You should get a hike in there somewhere else. That's it. I'm living the dream. Living the dream, except now I'm sick. Now I can't go out. Channel 1800 dumb. Two New Zealand dollars. Recovery is important, Cappy. Yep. Nope. That's why I didn't do any running or anything like that. Eric Burns Marsh, 10 generous dollars. And a follow-up to Zeitgeist. Joseph talks about all the need for a resource-based economy. The the idea that I had to look up what a resource, someone paid me to look at to the Venus Project. And I love how communists just pervert the English language. It's a resource-based economy. All economies are resource-based. It's how you allocate those resources. Are you going to allocate them based on who worked for them or because everybody should get them based on some ethereal rights? I thought all economies were and that those who utter the phrase are Marxists who are fried, who fried their brains on 420. So, see, you got to understand there's what leftists, the leftist meaning to words or phrases, and then there's what the actual English mean to the resource-based economy. That's every economy. You show me an economy that, that survives without resources, that functions without resources. You need resources. You need the materials in the input, and then you also need the labor, <clears throat> and then you know, the factors of product, uh, production. Land, well... Four or five, depends on how you want to, there was land, labor, and capital. Land, okay, I would, I'd throw that in with capital, the equipment and the gear. But you need resources, especially making a thing. You need labor. You need capital, which I would include your land, your factory, your machinery, your computers, whatever tools you're using. Uh, and then there would also be financial capital or fine money. Like you need the money, but I would I would argue that's entrepreneurship. That's the lightning bolt that causes life. You need an entrepreneur to come in there and run and start the business, which most employees don't want to do. But you're not making a car without using natural resources. <laughs> Just everything's a net everything's a resource-based economy. And so I don't know what the, the Marxist resource-based economy like, okay, what does that mean? Well, in our warped world, it means free crap and we don't have to work. Amazing how it always boils down to that. Really? Free crap so you don't have to work? I've never heard that before. Tell me more, my fine sophomore liberal arts major friend. Jenkins, tree fitty. Euros. Just had my own version of the pot rack store. Oh, Jenkins, you got to email me, man. Email me at asshole consultant. Tell me the story. Tell me the story. 
Dung is fun. Two bucks. Cappy, you need a rock garden. No, no, I, I, I've, I've, look, I'm not going to go full woo woo chakra crystals and all that. Um, I'm not going to do a bonsai tree. I got my wind chimes. I got uh, hiking. And I also don't have any problems. That's the that's the key thing. No problems. Minimalism. All the problems are solved. Not a lot of problems. Just some maintenance. Um, what was it? Oh, the GF. Um, be, because you're out west, um, <clears throat> there's these four-wheelers, the off-road vehicles. They're like razors or um, donkeys or whatever they're called. You you take them off road on dirt roads because <clears throat> the cars are too um, they don't have the suspension force. These are these off road vehicles, kind of like dune buggies, except they go off road. And she's like, "Oh, we should so get one." I'm like, "Oh, we show so show so shouldn't." No, I don't know where we're gonna put it in the garage, and I don't want another vehicle to maintain. Like we can rent it. It's like a boat. No, we don't need a boat. Nope. No problems. No problems enter my house. None. And pro things are problems. Things are problems. They use maintenance. They got to be tended to. You have to deal with them. No, I don't want the presence of any more things in my house. <clears throat> and a rock garden, I have to tend to. See, a rock garden, now you got. I got to dig it up, right? I got to put sand in there. Sand's going to blow away. I have to refill it with sand. I got to put the rocks in there. And then what if I don't want to do the rock garden? Am I just going to let it sit there and then it's going to gnaw at me? No, no. The best rock garden is to have no rock garden. It's like, it's like pets. I, I would love to have a dog, but I would love not having a dog more. I'll just sponge off of dog of no real value. Chris Kelver, uh, two bucks. Don't ever change, Cappy. Keep crit critiquing boomers. I will. I will. I'm pretty set in my path now. I'm old. I'm curmudgeonly. Uh, Eric Burns Marsh, five bucks. Loved your Zeitgeist video, except for religion. You need to find the flying spaghetti monster and have a personal relationship with him. <laughs> what the the first? representative of any religion that could prove to me that your God is the one and true God. Prove it to me using the scientific method. You got a convert. There won't even be any belief. There will be knowledge. Oh, uh, here we go. CNN flu season already. It wasn't me. It's not me. Flu season already hitting hard across half the U.S. and children's hospitals are still feeling the pressure from respiratory illness. I was wondering, is it because I heard a bunch of other people getting sick? Even even like going out in public, I hear people coughing. I'm like, oh, that's the cough I got, not the one that my dad got me when I was three years old and was forced to clean out under my bed with a hand broom and had a massive allergic reaction. That sounds like that good phlegmy guttural cough. About half of the U.S. twenty uh, U.S. twenty two states, along with Washington D.C., New York, and Puerto Rico, is reporting very high or very high respiratory illness activity. As flu season sweeps throughout the country, weeks earlier than usual. Hang on, I'm going to use this spray. That's the stuff. Multiple respiratory viruses are circulating nationwide, including flu, RSV, and the virus that causes the disease. 
and the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention tweeted Thursday that flu is contributing to a significant proportion of that circulation. And influenza activity continues to increase after nearly doubling in the last week in October. Ah, see? The number of flu illnesses, hospitalizations, and deaths this season took another significant jump in the first week of November. The CDC now estimates that there has been at least 2.8 million illnesses, 23,000 hospitalized, and 1,300 deaths from influenza. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So. A thousand deaths due to the flu in one week. So if we multiply times 52, that's over half a million, which is also like something else that took half a million lives, according to some experts, right? But it wasn't just the flu, right? Right? It really wasn't just the bad flu, was it? Right? Um... The flu is notoriously hard to predict. Ba 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 ba. Here's here's the numbers. This season, there have been about five flu hospitalizations for every hundred thousand people. Rates typically seen in December or January. CDC data. All right, so we're like in the thick of the season. About thirteen percent of lab tests, more than one in eight, were positive for influenza, up from nine percent the week above. Oh, it is a big bad bug. Did I tell you guys this? I tell you, I didn't tell you guys this. So I have never gotten the chills, never gotten the chills to this day. I've never gotten all body aches, never got body aches. I've had fevers. I've had sweats, never got the chills, never had body aches, except for this one. I actually got the chills. It's like hearing a rattlesnake for the first time. You don't know what it really is until you hear, but you know, it's it. It was 72 degrees in the Southern command. And I was in my bed and I had not only all the blankets over me and my pajamas on, but I had all these other clothes I dumped on because we didn't have any other blankets. I'm like burrowed in there. And I was still cold. Well, then I had to pee. You don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to pee. No, I'm so warm in here. Because it gets cold in the desert. I'm not saying, you know, but yeah, but you got to pee. Oh, I got to pee. I sleep. Why can't I be like four years old where I had a bladder that was bigger than myself? I just took one long pee. You know, you're an old man now. You got to go pee. Uh, So I get up and I go to the bathroom. And here's another thing, though. So I'm drinking a ton of this tea and and, uh, all these liquids. My pees are marathons. Like a full over a full minute peeing. Think about that. A full 60 seconds. That's a lot of pee. And there's been times I think I I should have timed myself this one time because I was drinking so much tea and having so much soup and um, coffee and all that. I I had to go for a solid two. And you think you're done, and then all of a sudden your 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 whatever your system opens up the the reserve bladder. I go, oh no, we're going to be here for another twenty five seconds. I guarantee you, I had a two minute pee. So I went there, I had a two minute pee. Well, this wasn't one of them. This is at least a minute. And I'm like peeing, peeing, peeing. And I just start shaking uncontrollably. Not like I got Parkinson's or something, but I'm just like shaking and I'm cold. I'm like, why the hell? Am I? So I finished peeing, uh, magically not one drop uh, outside of the toilet bowl. And I go and I look at the thermometer, the thermostat. I'm like, it's 72. And I'm like, oh my God, I got the chills. First time ever, almost 50 years, plenty, dozens, scores of sicknesses. Never had the chills. This one I did. 
This one I did. So, um, let me get that. Let me get back to, there we go. Okay, go back to the flu season. Um, so 30% of lab tests, one in eight were positive, up from nine the week before. Although numbers are especially high this time of year, experts say the trends are otherwise following an expected pattern. And the early arrival of flu season doesn't necessarily mean it will last longer or be more severe. I th Thankfully, I'm on the end of it. I think I'm on the end of it. Um, if you think I'm coughing a lot now, you should see me. I was coughing up blood before. Not a lot. It was mixed in with the phlegm. It was just because I irritated my voice. Chad's candidate is, she's on call. She got me lined up with a bunch of drugs. But uh, this morning is the first time I didn't cough up a little blood in my phlegm. Isn't this wonderful? I hope you're all enjoying your dinner. Uh, -ba -ba uh, flu could cause severe outcomes, but it's not out of proportion this year compared to previous years. It's not like we're seeing a lot of high hospitalizations without a lot of illness. Uh, flu has been highest in the South. Data from Walgreens that tracks prescriptions for antiviral treatments such as Tamiflu suggests hot spots centered in Mississippi and Alabama. I wonder why down there including Houston and New Orleans, up into Nashville. As flu smolders in the south, RSV is showing early signs slowing in the region. Uh, one in every five PCR tests for RSV were positive first week November. I don't know what that RSV thing is. Uh, yeah, double the amount of children at one hospital for flu. Even a 10% increase of those who don't need hospitalization. Okay, ladies, ladies. <clears throat> okay, every, I want all, all the women in the house say, oh, oh, all right. Here's to all the American moms. Why do you all of a sudden care about your children when they develop a little cough that you rush them to the urgency room or emergency room or the hospital? Why? You don't care about your kids 364 days out of the year, right? You ship them off to daycare. You don't want to raise your kids. Why is it when your kid's sick, then it's a crisis, then it's an emergency? And then you go and send the kid in who just has a case of the sniffles and prevents, you know, us middle-aged bachelors who probably do have something more serious, like who don't go in unless like, oh, there's something really wrong. Like, why don't you leave the hospital for the people who really need it? Not your little snot-nosed kid. And I don't believe for a second you actually care about your, your children that much. I don't believe it. What Do you get a day off from work? Is that it? Dragging your snot-nosed kid, literally snot-nosed kid, driving around. It's funner going to the urgency clinic than working your job. I don't believe you can like your kids that much. I really don't. I really don't. You all ship them out to daycare. You love your job. You love your student loan debts. You love your MBAs. I, <clears throat> the behavior is, is concrete. It's cemented, in my opinion. So why do you care? Is is the job that bad? Like it's better to sit in, in line in, a, in an emergency room because little 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 Jimmy has the sniffles. I really think we need more of a pro pro upper middle income bachelor. <laughs> I really do. Hey, don't you know? Like, get get up from that seat. Don't you know this thirty two year old six figure bachelor needs that seat? 
Don't you understand this man who has no obligations, no children, no wives, and no debt, and a really nice car bought and paid for with a luxury condo? Don't you know that he needs to get back to his office? You should let him get take that seat in the restaurant. I don't care that grandma has got got bronchitis. Don't don't you see this 48-year-old at the peak of his income earning years who never married and has a net worth of $5.7 million? Don't you know that he shouldn't he have access to the medical facilities? Um but even if just 10% of those need hospitalizations. It creates a lot of stress on healthcare facilities. So that what we're seeing is we've had over 250 hospitalizations of RSV on alone on top of other circulating viruses. The pediatric ICU is full, coming said, and seven patients are waiting to be transferred in across the country. The threat of the disease, while significantly less than it was a year ago, remains. Do you know that uh, SARS still remains? You know that remains? Um, there you go. The flu is out there. All right. Did you know, Matt, two, uh, two Canadian bucks? Can you imagine having a degree in women's studies? No, I can't. I, Digi, what I don't get, I could barely tolerate studying for my finance degree because we had to take all these BS business courses. And they were so stupid. They were so common sense, like a concept that could be explained in a paragraph, not joking, stretched out over like two projects and, and a book. I can't imagine what it's like studying a completely made up field that is all BS from scratch. Every concept, every theory, every philosophy, every idea that they've come up with is bogus. It's BS. I can't imagine studying something with zero depth, zero volume, and nothing that's tangible. Um, and you can see it when the, the people who study are mentally ill. That you, I'm sorry, ladies, you're just mentally ill. And what few men study it. So I couldn't imagine sitting through four years of that crap let alone writing the papers that is required to get a degree in that. And I can't imagine being someone with a degree like that. You are so handicapped in your brainwashed thinking that you're oppressed, that you're, you're completely unemployable. No one's going to hire you and you're, you're doomed to a life of activism and politicking, which if that's the case, it's over for me. No, I, I don't want that. No, I don't want that to be my job. No, no. Nonstop Dre two bucks soon it'll be heart attack season instead of flu. I'm I'm curious. I'm waiting. I want to see us five years out. Rusty fuel two bucks. Clary is syphilisifying. Is that like syphilis but with thinking? There we go. All right. Um, <clears throat> where do we want to go? Oh, I try to find an article. Hang on. Confuses academics. Really? That didn't show up? Hmm. Give me a second here, guys. 
know. Um, I, I, there was another article and it's when I logged out of Yahoo mail and normally Yahoo mail or Yahoo news. I don't follow at all. Um, but here <clears throat> another, it's the Scooby-Doo mystery. Sarah Lewis. Let's look up Sarah Lewis. Let's first look up and see who Sarah Lewis is. Sarah Lewis is also wondering where all the, where all the men have gone for the working. Here she is. She's, she's an attractive young gal. I, I wouldn't listen to a word she says because I don't think she's more than 23 years old. Um, it, it I, I'm sorry, Sarah, there's no offense, but I'm not listening to someone half my age. Tell me about the real world. I'm just not, I'm just not, especially if you work for Yahoo or money wise, which is there. Um, she enjoys tackling topical personal finance issues for young people and women and covering the latest financial use. She has written for a millennial focused personal finance blog. Well, what is it? Beg for more student loan bailouts? Uh, half banked and was published in Rice Paper Magazine's 2019 anthology Immersion, an Asian anthology of love, fantasy, and speculative fiction. <sighs> Sarah. Why don't you just get married to a nice man and have some kids? Okay. What? What is? What is this? What? Um, her work appeared in the Financial Post, MSM Money, and Yahoo Finance. She was featured in an episode of the Globe and Mail Stress Test Podcast. She has a Bachelor's of Science, University, um, <clears throat> Toronto. So that's, I guess, hang on. I, I want to find out more. I, I'm looking more at like, can we, can this girl be saved? Cause she, she looks like a pretty young gal. She could get married if she wanted to. Um, a bachelor's of science. She just graduated last year. So she is, she is 23 or 22. Dear, you're, if you have a bachelor's of science, I'm going to assume it's STEM. Please stop wasting your time on journalism. Uh, please, please. I mean, I hope this is a hobby and then you got a daytime job. Wise publishing. What is wise publishing? Uh, inf technology information. Uh, wise publishing owns and operates MoneyWise. MoneyWise is a digital 51 to 200 employees privately held, founded in 2017. She is asking in her latest article on Yahoo, the most chilling metric of all, Mike Rowe warns that 7 million American men are done looking for work and have punched out. Here's why that's a serious problem. Okay, Sarah. Okay. I'm going to give you a shot. I'm going to give you a shot. I'm going to give you a dream shot, kid. Some, I, I, I still can't believe you're going to Top Gun, <clears throat> Penny Benjamin. Um, I'm gonna see if you figured it out. Let's see if you're a real journalist, okay, Sarah? Let's see if you let's see if you got the chops to be a real no joke journalist and whether you got it, whether you figured out the Scooby Doo mystery as to where have all the working men gone. Sarah writes. 
Men have been steadily clocking out of the American workforce since pre-pandemic times, even now despite there being millions of job openings and an uncertain economic climate. While the U.S. labor market remains incredibly tight with, an econ- with the economy adding another 263,000 jobs in November, around 7 million prime-age men between ages 25 and 54 reportedly sitting it out. They are affirmatively not working, looking for work. They've punched out they're done, TV host Mike Rowe said on the Brian Kilmeade show, citing research from economist Nick Erberstadt. I think I even quoted him in an article as well. Or maybe it was that other gal from the New York Times that was confused as to where have all the working men gone. So what's really happening in the country now that scares me right to my core fundamentally is that we've never had so much unrealized opportunity and so little enthusiasm for it. Don't miss. Hold on to your money. Jeff Bezos issued a financial... Huh? Oh, this is just YouTube or no... Yahoo promoting more. All right, here the article continues. While the workforce participation rate is waning. Subtitle. Herberstadt first noted the decline in the numbers of men with jobs in his 2016 book, Men Without Work. I've noticed that since the 1990s when the data showed male labor force participation rate. A trend he said was exacerbated during the COVID-19 pandemic. While plenty of workers were laid off or left due to illness, not all of them returned to the labor force even after job openings picked up. Minneapolis Federal, The Minneapolis Federal Reserve Bank also found that 25% of prime-age Americans currently aren't working. While some say they're looking for jobs but can't find any, well, that's a lie, others are actively choosing not to join the job hunt. They're honest. The report points to reasons like caregiving for an elderly parent or child, health-related concerns, retiring early, <clears throat> or going to school or joining the military. Okay, if you believe that, all right. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce surveyed Americans who lost their jobs during the pandemic. About a quarter said federal aid incentivized them not to actively look for work. Okay, so a quarter of them, this one I do believe because it makes sense. So a quarter of them, you paid them not to look. This is Trump, by the way. While about half aren't willing to take jobs that don't offer the option of remote work. Good for them. Maybe they also just grew a pair of balls. And you enabled it. Remember, you girls vote Democrat and socialism, right? You enabled all the stimmy checks, all the socialism, all the you don't have to work. Over a third of younger respondents said they were focusing on learning new skills and prioritizing the personal growth before re-entering the labor force. All right. So I, I could believe that. I mean, every Zoomer millennial has to go to college twice. Once to major in the dumb crap that you were saying, follow your heart, money will follow. And then like, oh, crap, I need a job. And you're I'm back again. I'm back. I'm back in the saddle again. There's a growing gender gap. Oh, nosy. Are the women going to be working now? Oh, this is too bad. This is horrible. Oh, no. You're going to pay the taxes? Oh, it's too bad. Uh, Erberstadt says a vast majority of these prime-age men spend around 2,000 hours a year on screen, do little housework, and don't spend time volunteering. Why should they? Why would a man volunteer any of his time in today's society? You literally tell him you hate him. I know I'm I'm simplifying that. You have not given them a pot. They do not feel welcome in their own country. First thing you do is accuse them of misogynies. 
and the discriminations and they're part of the patriarchy and they're like nope out done i just got here i just got my pubes yesterday how did i oppress you i've done nothing but agree with you because i want to feel feel your boob underneath your bra not not over the sweater i i have done nothing but support you the mystery continues However, there might be more to the story than men simply slacking off and sitting at home. Are we going to get it, Sarah? Are we going to get it? The decline of men in the workforce may be partially due to the drop in manufacturing jobs since the 1960s. <sighs> that could be some of it, but you would imagine the IT revolution would more than compensate for that. <laughs> Which has either been automated or moved offshore. We're going on that old trope, huh? It can't simply be you paid them not to work. A quarter of them just cited that. The other quarter are lying. They don't want to work. Or half. Additionally, research shows that women are more likely to have a four-year college degree compared to men. When post-secondary education typically comes with better employment prospects. No, it doesn't. Not anymore. Isn't it your team that's asking for the student loan bailouts because you hold 60% of the student loan debt? Women account for more than half of America's college-educated workforce, according to the Pew Research. There you go, ladies. All yours. <clears throat> All yours. You wanted to be men. Here you go. Have fun. What are you going to do? Whatever I want. Oh, it's going to be What am I going to do? I'm going to live cheaply. Are you voting Democrat, by the way? You are? Okay, so I can continue. I can expect to continue to get subsidies for food, clothing, shelter. So I can really work on very little. Oh, by the way, are you gullible enough? You're an American woman, right? Are you gullible enough to believe that I have a touch of the tisms and any disability? You are good. Do you? You voted for that disability, right? Okay, good. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, Beauregard, get me the tism couch. I'm coming down with a case of the Asperger's. And I need disability and to live at home and no one to judge me. And even though I have magically the ability to be really good at video games, I have no ability to become good at anything else that requires work. You're voting Democrat, right? <clears throat> right? You're going to give me the money? Okay, yep, tis, oh, look at that. I tested positive for the tisms. Government check, please. <sighs> college-educated women are now participating in the labor force at the same rate they were before the pandemic, while the share of college-educated men working actively looking for work has lessened. Yes. We're winning. You do know we're winning, guys, right? We're winning. You, your goal should be to not work, okay? Now, morally, where you don't live off the taxpayer, right? That's where I like self-employment. That's why we recommend minimalism, so you don't need that much money. Oh, no, oh, oh, nosies! The women's are working more than the men's now. Oh, nosies! The women's are going to the colleges and taking on the debts for their jokes of degrees. Oh, nosies! It's a crisis. Let me totally not do anything and sit here and drink my tea. Hmm. 
College of Dakota, well, the Sheriff College of Dakota, why this is a problem. Now it's a problem. I thought you women wanted to lead. I'm confused. You want out? You want in? You want in? You want out? What do you girls want? You're just like the dog of no real value. Do you want to go out? Yeah, I want to go out. I'm going to put my snout right with the dog snot on the window of the sliding door. Dog snot, snout, snot right there. Okay, open it up. Goes, oh, I want to get back in. What? Can you girls make up your mind? Shouldn't you be celebrating this? You women are leaders of the economy now. You're leaders of working. Oh, shoot. Darn it. Really, Amazon? Here we go. Wait. Get that back. All right. <laughs> you you got what you asked for, didn't you? You're leading the, the labor market, right? You got most of the degrees. You're the leaders now. Bye. <laughs> Have fun. He, so she then she says, uh, why this is a problem. A- am I afraid that it's going to affect women, women most affected? Is that what it's going to be? You know, the Hillary Clinton thing, women suffer most during war. Excuse me. Roe calls the, de- calls the decline in male participation in the workforce the most chilling metric of all since it's an indication of what's to come. Yes. Reduced labor force participation has already taken its toll on lower-paying industries. The leisure and hospitality sector has seen the highest quit rate since July of 2021, and retail isn't far behind. Okay, so um, people aren't getting their sandwiches delivered as quickly. This isn't the crisis I see coming down the road. Uh, And durable goods manufacturing, wholesale and retail trade, and health and education services are contending with the shortage of skilled workers. Oh. Oh, you mean if you go to that website at the Department of Labor that shows you what men do for jobs versus women, that we do all the real stuff, like the building and the infrastructure and the electricity and the plumbing and the doctoring and the dentisting? Not to say women aren't in those fields, but nowhere near enough to to compensate. Are you saying there might be a real economic slowdown? Oh. Oh, so there might. Oh. Good thing I'm a minimalist. I won't get my baubles and trinkets. Where it's really gonna, where it's really gonna bite you girls in the ass is when you need something fixed. And there you are with your master's degree and whatever joke journalism. And you're not, you find dating a carpenter beneath you or an auto mechanic beneath you. I just, it's gonna be hilarious. <clears throat> this puts more pressure on the remaining employees who may be dealing with longer hours, tougher responsibilities, and burnout. Mm, too bad. Oh, too bad. Did, you girls did vote for the for the social. You did vote for the socialism. You voted for the gimme nats, right? You voted for the free food, clothing, and shelter. Okay, cool. I don't care. Have fun working, ladies. Oh, want someone please think of the children. Running your workers like this, asking them to do 20... 30% more because you're short staff. It's very much a short-term strategy. You're going to keep losing people. Paige Oime, a professor at the University of North Carolina's Keenan Flagler Bizarre. There is a business school everybody knows. I'm sure it ranks right up there with the Carlson School. Some employers like restaurants and airlines are reportedly offering higher wages. Oh my God, not higher wages. Anything but higher wages. Oh no. 
Although economists say this could be contributing towards inflation. No, it was printing off all the extra money that contributed towards the inflation. That's that's what it is. Since higher labor costs could drive up prices. That that will happen too, yes. The U.S. labor shortage will probably have to be solved by some combination of immigration, automation, and recession, writes Erberstadt in an op-ed for the Washington Post, but adds this is far from likely to reduce popular angst and discontent. So all of you swung and miss. You all swung and miss. If you removed the socialism and made it so that if people didn't work, they would starve, you would have these men entering the labor force. That's, That's one thing right there. And then if you made women pretty and thin again, men would have a reason to work hard because here's what's going to happen. Okay. Just listen to me. I, I, shh, I know. I know. You just got your degree. I know you're very educated. If men are going to starve, <clears throat> they'll work. Okay. And you girls keep voting Democrat for all the freebies. So now they're not going to work. They're not even going to, they're not even going to work that much. And I'll admit parents enable it to allowing them to live at home. I got it. I got it, all right, but both the parents and the government and you girls who keep voting Democrat, you vote to give money, enough money to men so they don't have to work. And you're like, oh my God, they're not working. Huh, I wonder. So how about you stop doing that and they starve if they don't work? And I got news for you, they won't starve. They will go find a job, right? But they're only going to work to support themselves. They're not going to work more or excel or become the most they can be unless they have another reason to do so. And in times past, what gave men the reason to do so was hot, pretty young women. You may not like that. It may annoy you that men are hitting on you all the time. She's a cute girl. I'm sure she's hit on plenty of times. But that incentive to go and chase the girls, and then have a family, and then they have their own children involved, that is really what prompted men to work. And if you look at the uh, income gap between men with children and men without children, men with children almost double the amount of income. They, they are twice as productive. They work twice. Well, they have a higher wage, but they, not only do they work more, but they, they produce more per unit of, of labor. And that's how you get men back in a labor force. I it, it, look look how the solution would be solved by some combination of immigration, automation, and recession. Have you has it dawned on any of you to ask men what they want? Have you asked men why why aren't you working? They told you, well, I'm not. I'm in the middle of finding myself. I mean, but you, know, you pay me not to. But have you said, well, if when if you were starving, would you work? Yes. So cut out the welfare. And if women were hot and nice and weren't going to divorce the guy, then you get it actually, then they'd have an incentive. They'd have a life, a reason to invest in. But you people, you academics, you journalists. So no, they didn't solve the Scooby-Doo mystery. They didn't solve it. I thought she was going to go, but women have to pick up the slack. Um, I w- and but but mark my words, this is 
women got what they want now, okay? Then like like regular humans and like the dog are no real value, they're going to want, they're going to turn around and say, well, I want that. You just had that. Yeah, but I, I had, I, I wanted this, what I have now, but now I want that again. They're going to cycle back. And it's going to be from them scratching their armpits and scratching their jamoke and scratching their head. Like, where, where, where have all the working men gone? They're going to slowly realize that in getting what they wanted, they're the ones who are working more than men. Men are going to become the parasitic class. Men are going to stay at home and, and, and women are going to get pissed. Like, how come you mean it? In part because they want to find a guy. They're going to be frustrated dating all these men that they created through the Democrat voting. It's true, ladies. You got the Democrats you asked for. You did. Um, so they'll be a little bit upset about that. But when they start realizing that they're doing the work, that they're working, and men aren't, like legit aren't as working as much like that labor force participation rate where men's labor force participation rate hasn't recovered. Oh, that's awesome. That's going gold. That's Atlas shrugging like, see ya, bye. That That is where they're going to be like, men aren't working as much. Whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I could have swore 20 years ago that's what we were saying. Oh, and now you don't like your money going to the welfare state? Now you don't like paying out disability checks because he has a touch of the tism? Oh, you don't like your money going to people? And now you start questioning the veracity of people's disability claims or their welfare claims or they need extra income claims? Oh, now, now that you're paying the taxes and working, now you're interested in that. Oh, That two years, two years max, you're going to start hearing that. If these labor force, if men's labor force participation rate keeps going down and men are not entering the labor force and more and more women are entering the labor force or getting college degrees and working, whether they're working real jobs or not, it's moot and academic because they think any job is a real job. You know, writing for wise money. All right. I wonder what her real degree is. If she got a degree in science, what is that? <clears throat> Once they realize they're being the responsible party and being the adults in the room, they're going to get pissed. And then there's going to be a big shame campaign. Men not working as much as how dare you go on welfare. You're the ones who voted in the welfare state. You 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 guys can't wait to give me government checks. You you send your 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 social worker people like, oh my God, were you aggrieved? Sign yes here and we could get you money. We will see. I I will definitely see in my lifetime. Definitely. Old Cappy's got another quarter century at least on these tires. But you guys are gonna, I think we're gonna see it easily within the next five years. If men keep dropping out of the labor force. You're going to see it in five years where women are going to be screaming bloody murder. They're going to be howling at the unfairness that they're the ones working it. Da, da, da. And all we got to do is say, but that's what you wanted. <clears throat> Shouldn't you be celebrating? You are boss, babe. You are leaders. You control the economy. You, you are in the institutions of power. You go, girl. You, you've arrived. Now you want back in? You just said you wanted out. We gave you out. Now you want back in? Nah. nah, we're going to do this for a while. I've let the dog sit out there. I'm like, no, you sit out there. You, you, no, you, 
<clears throat> you lied to me. You have to go out and sit out there for a bit. We'll just leave that door closed and you girls can continue working. I mean, you girls at any point in time could change it. You know how? Voting away the welfare state. You could do it. You could stop voting Democrat. I'm not saying you got to vote Republican, but you vote for a party that is just like going to keep increasing government spending. Although I bet you how much you guys want to bet when that happens, they're going to start attaching gender to it. Well, if you're a male, then here's your set of double standard rules. And then here's our set. So the women, if they're single moms or whatever, you have a hoo-ha. We get government aid, but you men, naughty, naughty, naughty men. <clears throat> so, uh, nope, it, ha it will continue to remain a mystery, boys and girls. Did you know, man, two bucks, 60 years of feminism, gone, baby, gone. That's all, folks. Yep, there you got it. You got it. You're, you're, you're ballpark now. Nah, you pay your property. Nah, you, you fix the, the gutters. No, you change the oil. No, I'm, I'm living at home with my mom. Did you vote for more free money? Thank you. Oh, yeah, I'll get on that job search right away. Sure, sure. But playing video games. <clears throat> where have all the good men gone? I don't know where they went. You voted Democrat. The government money came and destroyed all the real men. Doo -doo -doo. Kind of wonder how many, what, Zoomers and millennials, and to a lesser extent, maybe my general, what the men would look like if there was no parental or government money. Like if you just took it away and forced these kids out at 18, like how many, you know, would Seth Rogen be like a really strong dude? Would would there be, there, there would, ha I know for a fact, there'd be a lot more manly men. There'd be some more masculine. You girls would love it, but you'd hate it at the same time because they'd vote Republican or Libertarian. I just love, I love how you girls, it's, it's like you go to the ammo store and say, I need the most damaging shredded shotgun shells out there. Like, I don't want a bird left if I connect with it. And the guy said, well, why do you want that? Just give me the ammo. And he gives you like this most ripped up, shredded up ammo. And you put them in the shotgun and then you blow your foot off. You're like, ah, my foot is blown off. Ah, where's my foot? And that's what you did to the guys. You put life on easy mode. You give them free money. And then you're, you're complaining they're not working. Gangaloo, new guy, 10 Canadian bu bucks. Women can work hard so I could sit at home and use my stimmy check to fund my waifu gotcha games. <laughs> I'm obviously I'm not for men taking government checks. I mean, take it if you're going to run with it and invest it in something like if you're going to get a degree in computer programming, uh, use it to buy a house, use it to buy some rental property. Um. You know, absolutely. If the women are going to look, if they're, you're going to pay the taxes in the future anyway. You might as well get some of your money back. So if women are going to do this, just take the money. 
but don't go above and beyond. All right. Don't, don't, don't go crazy. You know, get a really good degree. And let's say you make $110 an hour or don't work 40 hours a week, work like 20. Make your 50 grand a year. And like, well, what do you do? Oh, I'm a computer programmer. Oh, well, you must make good money. Well, I only work 20 hours a week. Well, why don't you work more? Mm, no reason to. I'm not going to have a family. I'm not going to get married. I'm not going to have kids. I live with my parents. Well, why would I? Why would I work more? Well, what about finding a woman? Let me show you the average woman at Walmart. Okay, let me show you that. All right, they're fat. And let me. Here's the divorce statistics. Here's this book called The Book of Numbers. All right, and then let's look at the tax rates. Did you, oh, by the way, did you vote Democrat? You did vote Democrat. Okay, well, here are the tax rates I'd face. So no. By the way, did I tell you that I get all these different government aid things because my income is so low? Yeah, I make about as much as I would if I was working, you know, 30 hours a week. But why would I do that? Because then I don't get these government benefits. I'm glad you voted for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, 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 bad, bad person. Shh. The socialism is talking now. <clears throat> Uh, let me scroll up. Torgo's in the house. Torgo, you had a comment. It was quote of the day. I took a screenshot of it in the comments. It was good. It was good. Try and remember what it was. Bob, five bucks. Do you think legit four can become decent looking using plastic surgery? Or it's only for decent people to become more attractive? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, if you're... If you have a disfigured face or you have an ugly face, but you're not super short, I think it's possible to become decent looking using plastic surgery. Yes. Yes, I do. I mean, it depends on the plastic surgeon, what they're going to do. But yes, if you have an ugly face, which is rare, but some people do have an actual ugly face, um, you could you could improve it with plastic surgery. But if you're 5'5", five five, wouldn't bother, man. You got you to diagnose the right problem. Are you short or are you ugly? If you're ugly, but you're not short, okay, um, plastic surgery could solve that. If you're short and you're ugly, well, changing your face ain't going to do much of anything. So you got to be honest with yourself. Like, what is it? Let's get rid of these porn advertisements. The techie tech, the time forgot, 10 generous dollars. One of our email cloud hosting services just got hit with ransomware now i have the honor of migrating endless amounts of department of defense contractor domains over to office 365 oh that doesn't sound fun that does not sound fun you know what women want to lead let let the women do it there's got to be a gal got a background in it to do she should do it let her do it you want to go fishing techie tech Let's go fishing. How about we all go fishing? Huh? Who wants to go fishing? This guy does. Man, 20 years when all those boomer mechanics and tradesmen die off, and there's not enough mechanics and tradesmen to go around. Oh, the guys are going to be hurting too, because for the most part, American men are pussies. You guys don't know how to fix your own crap. Oh God, it's going to be, it is going to be great. You think there's a labor shortage now? Nonstop Dre 360, two bucks. What's your thoughts on 
Asmon Gold Twitch for two bucks, Dre. For two bucks, I, I'm gonna go watch a Twitch streamer for hours to get an opinion. I don't even know who he is. Oh, all right, so I got that there. Um, not related. But yes, Eric, you did send this to me among some other people. Meet the 29-year-old teacher with four degrees who wants to join the Great Resignation because she's tired of working way above her paycheck. You got a baby, you got a babysitting degree, and you're complaining that you're making babysitting wages. Here we go. It felt like a calling. Nina's parents are both teachers in her home country of France. Oh, so it's even more lame. Her brother is teaching back home, too. Her aunts, uncles, even her husband's father is a teacher. It's insane. Oh, yeah. A whole family of parasites. It was a familial pressure to become a teacher, to say the least. But Nina 29 says she's passionate about teaching. Oh, that word made over. What is French for passionate? Passionate? About teaching and loves the kids she works so hard to educate. She taught for two years at France, has been teaching English language arts teacher Wow. Okay, so not nothing real. So you babysit kids eight hours a day in an Arizona high school since the pandemic started. But she's not sure she could do it much longer. Like many workers. Oh, yeah, that teaching gig is so tough. Like many workers in the waning days of the pandemic, especially teachers, she's seeking a career change. But she's not entirely sure where to begin. As long as it doesn't involve math, am I right? Let me guess. There's not going to be, oh, she's looking at a computer programming boot camp. I just don't want to be a teacher, Nina. I thought it was your passion. I know this gal got a master's in biology and then just shut up and became a stay-at-home mom. I'm like, could that money have not been spent on someone else? She's a friend of mine, too. Nina, a pseudonym Fortune is using to protect her for privacy, recently wrote to the Career Guidance subreddit. But I've been in education for so long that I don't feel like I'm qualified enough to do anything remotely interesting, even though I have the fire and willingness to work hard. You're right, you don't. At least you're honest. Teaching is not a real job. You cannot do anything with it. The pandemic, which brought about two years of debating how and what to teach kids, fueled the teacher shortage that has Put more pressure on staff. Isn't it great that the Democrats have been so successful in brainwashing young people that they don't have to work for a living and their parents have enabled it and the government programs have enabled it that now they can't even find teachers. They can't find enough kids to major in education. The irony is that they push for all this worthless crap and now the IRS can't find enough accounting majors to staff themselves. I mean, you leftists know that even in your leftist utopia, you still need people to do real jobs, right? The effect is similar. Hang on, man. Okay, I'm not. The effect is similar to, hang on, I'm always worried I'm muting myself. The effect is similar to what employees in corporate America face amid layoffs and the great resignation in which millions of workers have vacated positions amid continued pandemic fatigue. The National Association Education Poll from earlier this year found 80% of the union's members say jobs openings have led to more work and obligations, with more than half of members planning to leave education sooner than planned. Oh, it's too bad. 
in all honesty, though, uh, the public schools are managed by a bunch of psychopathic Marxists at the state and local level. So maybe if we could just teach kids and you parents and teachers like get out of the way and let them do their job. For once, I'll defend the teachers on that one. Nina counts herself among them, hoping to follow in the footsteps of the 300,000 teachers and public school staff who have left the profession since the pandemic. Uh, good. Good. Her reasons are plenty. Lack of trusted support, stress and burnout. Oh, man, I'd love to see you work a real job. Contending with hearing his, his, historic hear, learning loss and depleted staffing. <clears throat> I thought it'd be a high school teacher for a while, maybe a high school teacher on a reservation. But no, Nina says, I don't think it would be good for me to be a high school teacher my whole life. Essentially, every time I'm frustrated with my job, I go on indeed. The pandemic has made teaching unbearable. Nina moved to the American Southwest fueled by a desire to work with the Native American population there, particularly the Navajo Nation. I know the area well. She had goals of teaching Native students. What she found was a school system ravaged by the pandemic. Uh, the disease highlighted and exacerbated the inequalities facing Nina's average. No, 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 no. It didn't highlight or exacerbate. It, it did not. You go, you go to Kayana, you'll see, you'll see the reservation. It, it's already apparent. It wasn't the disease that made it more apparent. Uh, when the school went remote, some of her students were stuck at home without a computer for online classroom or in environments and which online schooling was virtually impossible. Like many teachers across the country, Nia had to give a, a credit and pass along students who were far behind high school reading grade levels in the next grade. Broadly, the learning loss for America's children has erased decades of academic progress. You have had no decade. There's been no decades of academic progress. You got these kids when they're interviewed with college degrees, not, no, not can't tell you where China is. Needing a student loan belt, living at home at the age of 26. No, no, you, you teachers have not made any progress. What pains Nina more has been the pressure to graduate students who are simply not equipped nor ready to graduate. But what's the alternative? Waste years of their lives by holding them back? It's become untenable for her. Here's the sad truth. These kids should have never been born in the first place. That's it. Parents don't have enough money to go and buy them a computer. Parents have more kids they could afford. There you go. There's your answer. You're there to babysit the unloved and unwanted children of America. That is what your job is, teachers. Then there's the school administration. She feels patronized, undervalued, and not trusted constantly, Constantly, she says. And the school is so short-staffed that she's been forced to teach special education classes. Oh, no. They're asking us to do things that are way above our paychecks, says Nina, who holds two master's degrees. Here we go in Native American studies and American studies plus two bachelor's degrees. Just say you didn't want to work. Tell me you don't want to work without without telling me you don't want to work. I'm not a special education teacher, and I'm not paid like one. Yeah, you are. Looking at the right next career has become almost a hobby these days, she says. I don't know. Find a husband, suck his dick. She finds herself... A question for the girls in the audience. You know, we got a couple of you. Does this tiresome and beleaguering life that these women lead where I'm going to help out whatever in this case the American Indian population or whatever the children and then they fail and they all oh, this I don't like this I'm going to do some doesn't that exhaust you doesn't that seem tiring aren't you exasperated and this ain't even in your life do, do is are there any young women looking at this saying this is dumb 
I'm not gonna. I I, I forget it. I just rather get married and, and stay at home and make the babies. Is 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 that ever popping up in discussion? <sighs> she says she finds herself drawn drawn to non work work. I mean non profit work. The political or advocacy sphere. Even something still in education or academia, anything but teaching. Okay, so you don't want to work. Okay, good luck. Again, what is so wrong about hopping on a guy's dick? I want to use my skills that I spent so much of my time learning and that brought me here to the U.S. <laughs> Nina says, I came to the U.S. to work with Native American people and work for environmental rights. Oh, yeah, you did a great job, sweetheart. It happened for a little bit when I was doing my PhD program, but the pandemic happened and lack of funding happened. So here I am. Oh, you're faced into the real world, huh? Feeling stuck with no way out. Teacher could be a comfortable gig. That's what Nina's parents always preached. Yeah, the time off of job security. She doesn't want to go get too comfortable, though. A colleague of hers has a PhD and told her he started teaching just to pay the bills, but fell into the trap and has been teaching much longer than originally planned. What do you mean? You go get your doctorate? And then you don't teach. Isn't that why you got your doctorate? I just want to be paid to sit and pontificate and tell other people what to do with their money. She's got four. To, uh, Benina is unsure at this point how to navigate such a career change while she's got four degrees under her belt in the neck. How many other people could have been educated with that? She's not even going to use this degree. Well, how many other people could have been taught something like auto mechanics or something valuable? For all intents and purposes, exceeds the scope of her current job. Nina's worried that if she waits too long, the PhD she acquired in 2018 will become all but irrelevant. And she doesn't want to be stuck in an endless job search. Penis right over there. A colleague somewhat jokingly told her recently they've been looking for a career change for 15 years. I just kind of felt, yeah, I don't want to be her, Nina says. Workers across industries have expressed concerns about staying relevant in the working skills of the pandemic. Nina had her first child during the pandemic, which took a lot of her focus, she says. But lockdown and the isolation that came with COVID gave her a lot of time to think about what she wants, what's best for her health and her career. But not the child, of course. Those the child has no bearing and there's no mention of a father could not be reached for comment. She's been turned down for two jobs already. One that would be perfect, she says. She's not deterred, though. <laughs> Penis. Do you, don't you go, are you tired, girls? I'm tired reading through this. She's not deterred, though. There's always more frustration at school that pushes her back to the job boards. Fellow Redditors offer advice and guidance and drove, suggesting other potential careers working with the head under ears, simply sending encouragement. Suck a dick. Suck a dick. Watch John Wick and suck a dick. It's not hard, though it's hard. We could do a, uh, what's it called? A Broadway play. Suck a dick, suck a dick. It's not John Wick, but it's it's the trick. <clears throat> I'm going to stay as long as I can until I find something better. I will not resign and then look for another job. She says, I love the kids. I love my colleagues. They're not my favorite people, but I respect them. We have a good dynamic and I don't want to be unemployed. I have a baby and daycare costs just as much as right now. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm not joking. 
American women don't like their kids. They don't. I know she's French, Western women. Okay. She's American now. All right. She's over here. They don't. Your mom doesn't like you. That's going to be, and that's going to be a truth going forward. And I'm going to have so many future clients at asshole consulting. Like, it's, it's like, it's like watching two bums having gay sex in a, in a public park. And I'm looking at him like, and no one else looks at it and sees it. I'm like, am I the only one that sees the gay bums having sex in the park? Is anyone going to call the cops? Are we going to, is this really, is no one seeing this? I'm like, is anyone seeing the, the moms not taking care of their kids? Is anyone else seeing this? The parents not raising the children? Am I the only one that doesn't see it? I, no. All right. <clears throat> okay. That's fine. All right. Let's get to the final super chest and Cappy's going to go get dinned in. Thanks for joining me, by the way, guys. Nice to be back. Uh, so let's get you. If you have super chats, get them in now. Um, because oh, hey, Rurb, Rurb's in the house. Did you get an endorsement from Ford, Aaron? I can't imagine you doing anything for no. I just like the hat. Um, so Rob, uh, Chad, I'm gonna be on Chad Elkins's show tomorrow. Then Chad's going on Rurb's show after that. I might join Rurb. So subscribe to Rob says. You can find his website at robsays.net or just click on his, his bio there and you can go to his YouTube uh, channel. Oh, oh, you're right. Hang on. Let me play this. Let me play this for the woman. I think. For my child. And I won't give up. I won't give up on the American Indians that I studied from afar. I, did you know that daycare costs just as much as his rent? I need to live in a nice part of the Indian reservation. All right. Uh, Eric Burns March Marsh two bucks. People avoid meth math when they should avoid meth. Yes, yes, that they should. Burb five bucks. I don't know. I see short dudes five seven to five nine decent looking, scoring decent amount of women. Short good looking people are in the same level of tall and ugly. Yeah, like if you're five five seven, I mean that. I guess that'd be the five seven five nine. That's fine. You'll still do fine. You just have to date shorter girls. I didn't ask out more girls. But if you were like 5'4", I wouldn't bother with your face then. I just wouldn't. Oh, hang on. Let me take this. That's a sad, sad event right there. Um, that's the first spam call I've gotten from the 605 area code. There's so few people in South Dakota. We have one area code, 605. You know, like those cool Gen X brewmeisters, they named their beer after the zip code? Huh? Huh? No, area code, the area code. 
The three, one, two. <sighs> hey, come here so I can punch you in your face. All right. Hold still. Innocent reasons Aaron wants to punch people in the face. I got a list. Holy cow, do I have a list. Driving slow. <clears throat> um, But getting back to your thing, yeah. Um, If you're 5'4", no. But if you're 5'9", yeah, go ahead. I I just I wouldn't I wouldn't let women determine that much of my happiness in life. I I just really wouldn't. Maybe I, maybe you're younger. Maybe you haven't gotten laid. Maybe you think they're more than they are. I I just I don't I don't know. I I got one life. Uh, I'm done. I'm out. Ass bucket sixty two five bucks. New York Times. Who will care for? Kinless seniors, retired librarian, never married at seven seven. She has outlived her parents, three partners, her closet friends, eight cats. Send me that one, ass bucket. Send me that. I I don't know. Isn't that what the Medicare check is for? Don't you girls love making out with government checks? Right? You just love it. You like you, you masturbate with a government check because it replaces men. You cuddle it. You go on dates with government check. Channel 1800 dumb. Two New Zealand dollars. Take care and get well. Rest up. I will. I will. Um, get nice, nice sleep. Yeah, that uh, th- that uh, Rurb gave it to me. I, I was like, Rob, you got the original? Because I could find bad saxophone versions of it. George Michael, I think. The lesbian mustard bottle for two bucks. <laughs> Nothing to say. Thank you, lesbian mustard bottle. Uh, Ralph Raphael, five bucks. Will being a minimalist hurt in dating most women in the U.S. and most Western countries? Will being a minimalist hurt in dating most women in the West? Um, it, I don't know if it's going to hurt. I mean, I think hurt too strong of a word. It's going to annoy. It's going to let them down. I don't think it's going to hurt them. They're going to, I mean, they're already pissed off that men are like, ah, let's do a coffee date or they live at home. I know, I know I have single female friends and their complaints are not trivial. They're not lying. I mean, the quality and caliber of men out there is absolute crap. And I know actually uh, a couple of female friends who uh, they're Republican conservatives. They're like, you're either paying for the date or not at all. I'm like, really? Because they're uh, salt daddies. They're sick and tired of salt. They're sugar daddies. And then there's salt daddies, guys who like don't spend the money. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but they got to get to know you, you know, like, especially at that age. I'm like, you girls ain't young spring chickens no more. These guys are in the prime of, in, you know, minutes counting their lives. I could see them doing dinners and, and uh, coffee. <clears throat> so I think it will frustrate more women. It will agitate them. But you're not hurt if you got a coffee instead of a steak dinner. You just got coffee instead of a steak dinner. You're not you're not pained. You're not transgressed upon. You just didn't get what you want. Um, but uh, in the long run, it would actually help those women who are savvy about finances. Minimalism would help them 
because they would find a guy who one isn't a materialist, which means he he is pursuing other people as the number one thing in life, presumably love with a woman. Uh, and two, he should have good finances. So that, that should help out women in the long run. But again, I understand you girls are not all that interested in, in marriage or dating. All right, a couple more, then I got to go. Dung is fun. Two bucks. A hot toddy will help out with the cough. Yep, I got uh, the candidate um, gave me a prescription, so I'm good to go. Is that it? I think we're all caught up. Here we go, guys. All right, that's it. Um, if you kindly would <clears throat> check out academiccomposition.com or Alex's crack team of writing staff will write your papers for you. If you're going to college, the way of monkey book by turd flingy monkey, uh, check that out. If you want to get less angry and be more content and peaceful in life. Uh, and then, uh, there's all my books, batch of pad economics, the book of numbers, curse of the high IQ, uh, batch of pad economics, poor riches retirement. Go get that. You always make your money back on those books. That's my guarantee. You will make 10 times back what you spent on those books. You do what's in the book. And then also link below is a link to my teachable course that is open all the time. Achieving financial excellence. If you want to get serious about your financial planning, Take that course that is meant to be your very first step. That's your first step because it talks about the nature and purpose of wealth. So you're not just like, oh, I got to get more money. Well, why do you got to get more money? Oh, because more money equals better. Eh, yeah, but do you know what you're doing and why? Because if you don't know why you're doing it, then if things change, you can't formulate a new formula. You need to understand why you're investing and what is the true economic, philosophical nature of wealth. So take that course. That's there. That's it. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.